0: 第5代 GHC Junior Tag Champion 第3代
1: That you know, those guys worked, those two they're the two companies of which they were champions in Japan, yeah. And those companies just happened to be working together on that weekend, yeah. Um, and to come together and to do the full, you know, um, traditional sort of Japanese salute, yeah, salute to him, um, haunting. Um, and like, as I said, for new fans that are watching, it's like this is a thing that they do here, and it's like the. The ten bell and then the the last intro, I was just like, "It's been a
0: tough week." Obviously, for I, I love that. Sorry, before you go any further, I love that last intro as a tribute. I think mm-hmm. that it's just fucking special. Yeah, like kind of like I had tears. I did. So did I. That yeah. was what
1: I was about to mention. I was about to say it's been a tough week with lots of tributes, um, and lots of people. You know, it's. A great reminder of how small the wrestling community really is, you
2: know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, not to go too much into their personal life, but I saw that tweet of both of his daughters holding hands yeah. in mm-hmm. hospital, and the it was um hashtag Dem Girls, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that actually teared me up. So
1: that's thankfully there's a sign that hopefully that those they're on the
2: the way to um recovery yeah, for the girls. Yeah. Oh look, and I mean not to mention too like the entire wrestling world like. Every promotion doing a tribute, like it just really shows, like how wrestling, when things like this happen, it sort of like humanizes it a bit, and it becomes just one thing. It just becomes we all love wrestling. I think,
0: I think to the the Briscoe, the case of the Briscoes, um, there is an example of. Uh, people that have that they sort of learnt through an experience. They kind of like through the things that they said they got cancelled, whatever. Say what you want about what was said and all that sort of thing. Um, but the res- like Effie put up a tribute. That, you know, there's lots of people within that community uh, accepted the apology and forgave. Um, and i and i think like in modern culture now we're so quick to cancel and cancel forever i think that's a really good example of how it should be and that there should be uh paths paths to redemption for those who actually take the time to learn from their mistakes and and want to redeem themselves yeah yeah
1: yeah and i think you know, the legacy of Jay Briscoe in that, in that sense is 100% an incredible, like, um, in-ring performer that will will go down as one of the more underrated um, wrestlers in the sense that he was a world champion, multi-time world champion at Ring of Honor. He carried Ring of Honor through some tricky transition periods. Him and his brother, like, uh, one of the great transitions between the old school and the new school, you know, in terms of the style they operate, they're universally beloved like university, mm. it's very difficult to get both the the young bucks and Jim Cornette crying talking about you in terms mm. of that's that's the type of opposite um, sides uh, of the spectrum completely yeah. opposite but they they unite everyone through their just how authentic they were and that was my you know the legacy of obviously of Jay's from everybody you talk to anybody that talks about him as you know as the father and the guy from Fanny Fort, you know, that sort of representing their community and, and never really leaving and being sort of legends in that space. But as you said, um, it sort of put everything to perspective in my head around the the fact that, yeah, they had the maybe the best year of their career, mm. maybe the best year of their career. I mean, certainly critically, certainly yeah. critically the best year of their career um, for people. Um, I mean, we're a New Japan pro wrestling podcast, but I mean, say what you want they're the first they're in history they're the first ever never six-man champs them and yano they were the first um they're you know when we came to see new japan you know when it was sort of rising up the briscoes were an integral part of um establishing sort of our fandom because when you're new to a promotion especially a japanese promotion it's often very easy to to sort of gravitate towards um people that are culturally or aesthetically or like that are similar or like similar to the types of wrestling entry yeah Yeah, so when you're starting they're really important to have those sort of uh tethers to something that's familiar and so they were i mean they were very formative uh, i know for me and for yourself i mean we talked about them all the time when we're coming in um Mm. and so you know they were the iwgp tag champs they had great matches um god i mean them and god had great great matches the ladder wars stuff they did i mean they were they were a, a bridge between that and ring of honor and obviously got one of the reasons that people like us you know were able to discover ring of Honor and then go back through Honor club and all that sort of stuff so yeah for someone like me who hadn't watched for a decade while they were doing their stuff um to sort of to be able to go back through um they were you know they were one of the key parts in that and that's all great and it's it's uh you know it's a legacy in wrestling and the wrestling business will move on that's what happens you know it's just keeps on churning and going and there'll be references and stuff. And that's nice. But I said, Dave, I think it's a really, it's a really great sort of wake up call in terms of um, what, like what the original tweet and stuff he said at the time is, you know, it's not, it's not defend. I wouldn't defend. No one's going to defend it. He wouldn't have defended it. He doesn't, he didn't defend it. Um, yeah. He was punished at the time and then went about a, you know, a process of, as you said, going on what from all accounts was a transformative experience. I mean, you got to put it into context, and we've said it for years about where they came from and understanding yeah, and yeah. The empathy for where people come from, their background, and the, the type of um upbringing, the type of culture from which they emerge. And you know, these guys are you know very religious guys, and they had views that were shaped by that. One, it showed the transformation. As I said, they were the bridge, and. The changing of the wrestling business over the last twenty five years in terms of its acceptance of all people and and embracing people from everywhere around the world, no matter who you are, you know, wrestling has something for you. That wasn't always the case, and yeah. the people that sure. are watching now, exactly. <laughs> and it was the exact opposite. Yeah, wrestling was was in fact, if you were different, you were almost always the uh, the target for pro wrestling storylines you were the butt of the joke um and you just had to you were never rewarded for your love of the business you just had to somehow you know shovel through shit like any Dufresne to become a fan that was the nature of mm. pro wrestling for a long time but we loved it anyway And as it changed and as it evolved so did uh the briscoes you know that was part of their thing they are the perfect example of what you can do and how you can transform yourself and how you can move um from one position to another through education and understanding and relationships. And what is an incredible shame is that this is not something that we just bring up now and say, Oh, that's changed. I mean, we, I mean, we're on record from back in the day, having a discussion about them coming to new Japan, doing this sort of stuff, because it's like, from all reports, this discussion about them being, especially Jay, because Jay, ultimately it's Jay who was the one that tweeted it. Yeah. Um, Mark never did anything and has been you know punished as well um but the idea of the that the, their transformation and acceptance has been happening for years like multiple years mm-hmm. and that and the fact that um it's only once they pass that now it becomes a discussion of like oh well we're gonna we're gonna forgive them it's like, well, Jay doesn't get to be around to see that um, that redemptive arc, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think it's a, it's a stark reminder about no one's promised anything. If it's if we feel that there's a situation where we need to, um, you know, we need to recognize and say, okay, let's let's be advocate on the behalf of that. Then let's let's do that. Now, obviously, Effie. Um, was great in terms of that and was great in terms of that.
2: Oh, Effie's tweet was amazing.
1: Effie's tweet was, yeah. But also his work in GCW, advocating and saying this is, you know, and Ian Riccobani being constantly sort of talking about them for the last two years about, I just wish
0: they would be on a platform. Effie's incredibly insightful and um, m- m- puts things in uh, words in a way that are very easy to understand and um yeah I'm kind of surprised he doesn't have a bigger platform I think it's
1: big exactly because of the things you just explained that yeah that ultimately uh Effie is Effie you know and that Yeah. um rightly or wrongly I think there's there's a, a there's perhaps a kinship there with the with dem boys around that authenticity about just being truly oneself in that sense, uh, and being vulnerable and open. Those guys were always that. They looked mm-hmm. tough, but they're the—they were always the yeah. most sort of um, authentic. And so I think that, um, as I said, like this whole thing that happened with the AEW thing, and I understand—I understand that that was—we knew that we've known yeah. that we've known about their stance for what is ostensibly about a year since Meltzer reported that. And I granted, no one's going to be you know, I understand in this contemporary culture it's not going to be seen as very um to be that great as ultimately being down the door and advocating to to for redemption. But I think in this instance is an example of yeah, of, of what we lost in that sense and what everyone lost from that opportunity in that they had the greatest year of their career. And yes it was very big business for Ring of Honor, but like millions of people see uh AEW and a hundred thousand people see Ring of Honor. You know? Yeah. And um it's a, it's a shame because the best you know voice of wrestling are doing their matches of the Year poll, which uh, I can um, report that we we were invited last minute to chuck in a ballot for that too, just quietly. Um, yes, so I did it. They, they sent it to me, so I did it. It was late, it was late on a Sunday night. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, we all know what I voted for Match of the Year. S.B. and Kasai got <laughs> right yeah. in, I'm assuming. <laughs> S.B. and G. Kasai get yeah, number one. But my second, my number two Match of the Year when I think about it and i put was the dog collar match yeah um
0: because i mean that was just in just a barbaric masterpiece which is a great description for them in general just a yeah. barbaric masterpiece because yeah. that's that's what they are
1: yeah.
0: yeah but i mean they are because that's the beauty of pro
1: wrestling is that um you know people you could say like were past 10th year. they're gone but the briscoes aren't dead Like, that's the beautiful thing about the medium is that they live in their work and that people can discover them for the first time by, you know, finding on a club. You know, some 12-year-old kid's going to find the Briscoes and just fall in love, you know? And that's the beauty of the industry, you know?
0: I mean, mean, I'm... uh... I'm, I know it may take some time and I'm not sure if he's even thought about it, but if Mark Briscoe decides he's gonna have a match he's gonna get an all-time pop it'll be yeah. one of the most emotional hmm. um, returns to wrestling I would mention. you have to have sit him down and have the conversation it's pro wrestling
1: and they're pro wrestlers they're pro wrestlers through and through jay was the world champion of roh mark has never mark was never that it's yeah. like mm, go get your belt yeah yeah And that's incredible money. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine the emotion of that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, and, and I think the redemption is, and it, and do it on live national television.
2: Mm -hmm. And, and that's a great thing for AEW. They had, if they actually gave that chance to Mark when he's ready, if he's ready, if he wants to, mm -hmm. they actually had and put it on a platform like an actual pay per view. Three month build, a three month build. It's that, a chase. Isn't. They yeah. built it properly and everything. That would be, man, that would be one hell of a match. Probably one of the most emotional matches that I could remember seeing for quite some time. It's funny too because like I remember being introduced to the Briscoes a number of years ago when I first was getting into New Japan, and mm-hmm. it was you, Sizzle, who was just like informing me that like you know watch watch these two brothers. You have got the older brother. Yeah, I knew you'd like them. yeah 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 yeah. and you got the older brother and younger brother and it's like when the younger brother starts getting beaten up bigger brother comes out and that's exactly how it went down you know bigger brother came out defended little brother but then little brother would defend bigger brother and as a little brother to an older brother uh i resonated with the tag team of the brothers i I always have and i mean for me personally the briscoes are up there with the dudleys and the and. You know, all those modern day era sort of like, you know, tag teams that I... Great you know,
1: brothers, all
2: the brothers. <laughs> all the brothers, yeah, all the brothers. Uh, but no, I mean, they 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 did have an aesthetic and I won't go too much into it because you, you boys touched on it, but I love when people can learn from mistakes in the past and, you know, to come from the South and to have, you know, that Confederate flag and all that kind of stuff, but to learn and to grow. And I think that's really cool. And you're 100% correct in what you both said that, yeah, it's it's one of those things where wrestling is one big whole community.
1: It is. It's a small one though, you know. Like it felt like it was small, and that's kind of the thing where it's like, um, you know, we're we're obviously talking, um, you know, Noah versus New Japan as the card, and I I sort of I put a tweet out there, and it I was you know it was. The, the message sort of was was obviously and you could tell from the pre-show that the story of the night was going to be combative it was going to be um mm. uh, confrontational it was going to be adversarial mm. but it didn't but the moment that came out they sat side by side um and I said that's the that shows the um you know the measure of the man is that ultimately on a night where the intent is one thing and they've they've made it very clear what they're trying to do it stop everything, pause everything. Um, we, we're together on this, uh, including, yeah. you know, the ring announcers mentioning his, you know, titles, for the, you know, for both companies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as you said, Dave, as soon as they do that ring announcement and then they hit the music and everyone is quiet. <sighs> yeah. And it's just like good. Yeah, God. I got chills and. Yeah. It was, Um, I was sitting with someone who'd never seen pro wrestling before and just said, that was lovely like that was yeah, just yeah. really great and it's like yeah that
0: was that was pro wrestling what the best of pro wrestling, it, yeah, yeah. What, what it can be in a moment like that and yeah. and that i mean you know we say it so often but they new japan do a lot well and what they do well they do really really fucking well and mm. um, i don't think he could have done that moment better
2: Well, not to mention, I felt incredibly stupid because uh, New Japan or Noah uh, put out an Instagram uh, thing about the tribute to Jay. And I decided to comment and I said, that's so cool. And then the next day I woke up and there was these beautiful tributes from people, really nice things that people were saying. And there's mine front and center. That's so cool. It was cool. You know, it, was, it was cool. That's what I felt at the time. It was cool, like, it was I mean, cool in the sense it
1: was, it was em- cool. I said it was emotional. Like ultimately that was it. It was um I mean my first tweet was like classy and then I like just reframed it because I was like, well let's put the focus on Jay. But I was yeah. like, um yeah, yeah. but ultimately um yeah, it, to me it was it set a tone for the night in a in a way that was interesting because it was like it just was got an emotional start.
0: <laughs> and, and- uh, the emotion changed from
2: that point it, 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 on, it, it, but it, equally it, emotional,
0: equally emotional. <laughs>
1: just different emotions. Yeah, but I, I would imagine that if um, you know, if those bells and that music sort of uh spoke up to Jay, I think he would have appreciated. Uh, I think he would have. Yeah. <laughs> he would appreciated, uh, particularly one moment. I think he would have yeah. like, "Yes, this is pro wrestling. That is what I want to see." Um, so yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, it's one of those things that here at our little silly, fucking dick pun related podcast about new japan pro wrestling um we can have a platform to you know just articulate just how you know i think from our perspective how important pro wrestling is in the lives of people and how they connect with you on a certain level and people that are super invested in these you know characters per se but for characters that are like the briscoes who aren't the, the, the delineation between mm. where Jay Briscoe and Jamin Pugh start. Where is the man and where is the wrestler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no one I don't think anyone knows. No. Nah. And uh, as a consequence, they it's what made him incredibly special. And I think it's what it means. It's why um I think a lot of podcasts regardless of their content in the in, in the wrestling space, will have to um spend some time to reflect on it because it's a a big loss for the for the community as a whole. And Yeah. As I said, for anyone that's experiencing that, it's one of those things where all you do is you just, you just send your your best wishes and your thoughts for the family and hope that it's, you know, that there are brighter days ahead and, you know, find, um, you know, comfort and solace in the fact that the legacy of the work that was done leaves something that people can always see. And you can't, um, you know, as I said, people will discover these people and, in many ways, it's sort of a last little ditch thing of you know the the cancelled wrestler, the cancelled thing is that there's going to be some punk rock kids out there and be like, who are these dangerous wrestlers that they wouldn't let on national television? Let me go look for them. Yeah. And in my head, it what what sort of is sort of a very much a ironic, but in very much a reflection of that transformation is that that will do them good, you know, like if if, if they discover those guys seeking rebels. Yeah, they will find perhaps the truest of, um,
0: you know, but best they're, advice. They're the CD in the CD store with parental advisory lyric sticker, you know, like I want that one, you know, like that, that's how they will be sought out. Yeah.
1: And then people then realise that actually it's the most educational, wholesome, like it turns <laughs> out. <that it's... laughs> there's, there's
0: depth to that. Yeah.
1: Again, the lessons are learned. Um, I hope that, you know, Jay learned his lesson. I hope mm-hmm. that those that um continue to seek to look for some level of penance learn theirs as well
0: yeah rest in peace and reach for the sky
2: Just when you thought we were done, it's time for fun. And it is time to reach for the sky and raise them eyebrows. Because we are the tripod. And what's that? That's three guys who form a thing that holds a camera up. And what do cameras do? They film. And we just watched a whole bunch of wrestling filmed. And you can watch this whenever you want on (laughs) NewJapanW.com. (laughs) it's close close this year is going to be amazing wrestling fans my name is the ravishing red rude and as always i am joined over yonder by the token war pimp himself he is mumble bob he is the innovator of hair care (laughs) dr dave silver streaks in his hair Bruden.
0: Uh, If I was the innovator of hair care, I'd be a very, very rich man, and we would be going to the Tokyo Dome show to see Naito and Nudo, but uh, that is not the case. Hello, everyone.
2: Thank you, Ed, for that intro. And also, Dave's middle name is Schwarzkopf. And as always, (laughs) making the show happen financially, editing-wise, and romantically. (laughs) Yeah. He is Julius, the chocolate mouse. The... Full on Rika of Salika, he is <laughs> Dr. Julius Josh Bryden.
1: Thank you, thank you, Red. A Salika reference, I haven't driven that car for about
2: 15 years, I know, but you love them.
1: Yeah, I did enjoy that
2: car, <laughs> and I mean, like, that's the whole thing. I mean, it's just a callback, you know. We love wrestling, oh, yeah, yeah, wrestling, and Uh, I love the invasion angle. And uh, tonight we're talking about the future of New Japan. So, boys, let's start the show. <laughs> seamless, absolutely seamless. Absolutely.
0: Red, red. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a red intro without some, uh, some making up of words. It just wouldn't feel. Yeah, like it. your intros are very much
1: like the the kiyomiya Okada interaction. You know, they're. They're sometimes messy, they're sometimes they're, but they're uh, unexpected. You're not exactly sure what's going to happen. nice. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> one of us gets a cop, cops a stiff kick every now and again and we're not entirely sure what's happening, but we, we want to find out more. We're intrigued. Does it keep But it's very real.
0: <laughs> it, it was real. I'm excited to talk about this show, man, like Yeah, I know. Cuz it's been it's been a tough it's been a Dude. tough
1: run for new Japan discourse in particularly with some of the rumors gone about, about people leaving
0: and all that sort of stuff happening. And it's like, man, let's, let's just get to this, uh, you know, we'll be back in a second, but this fucking show, like mm-hmm. you want to talk about uh, Dave's type of fucking pro wrestling.
1: I was going to mention it, Dave. I said they made a show entirely around stories. <laughs> they just did a story
0: oh. show and like you know and dangerous people clearly. dangerous and like gritty reality or like where you can't quite tell what's real and what's not yeah. real like fuck mm, chef's oh. kiss i fucking love that shit so yeah i can't wait to talk about this show because i mean the overall my overall impression in a, in a few short words
2: is pff, i felt like that shit was right that was for me oh. <laughs> oh, no, can I just jump in? It wasn't just for you, Dave. I am back and excited again. That was not just for you, that was for me. That yeah. was that was for me. I i am I'm actually now keen on storylines again. I'm like, this shit makes sense. This is my jam. Like Okada snapping. Woo! Ooh. ooh mm. Yeah. Are we yeah. talking about the same thing? Yes. yes Overall. Overall. Yeah. That's yeah. a general thing. Yeah, it's a
0: general thing for the entire show. Yeah. And what I what, what I mean by that is just um, the the elements of pro wrestling that I am particularly uh, attuned to were very poignant in on this show.
1: They hit your frequency,
0: yeah, yeah. Simple as
1: that, yeah. And um, I I I think yeah, my frequency is very similar. So I I was I was vibing in a in a similar way, and I was just my mind went racing in terms of potential I was like oh my yeah, god yeah. Oh, fuck yeah I was like oh my god the world is what is happening like <laughs> what is happening here because everything they said they couldn't do they're doing you know yeah
2: this is definitely I I feel I'm, I'm the most invested in wrestling again that's good yeah mm. that's good Great. I would agree with that this is the
0: most um it' was just a show I've been the most into since we got back yeah Hundred well, percent, yes, hundred percent. Well, I know, Dave. we talked about the
1: difficulty. I mean, and it's it's the elephant in the room. And the reason it's it's an elephant in the room is obviously you know you're a big Jay White fan. I mean, I'm a big Jay White fan too. And mm. the it's been a disappointing back end, and then obviously all the speculation, and we're all going to live in limbo as to whatever the fuck's going to happen there, whatever that yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that main event scene, everything felt sort of it was what it was. And Okada's always been seen as this guy that's you know, kind of. Tebow, yeah, or or, yeah. or that there's not much interesting around him. There hasn't been much movement or growth or change. Or this Anoki thing. Hmm. What is this Anoki thing? And it's like, yeah, holy shit! It's like good. Who the is young phenom like,
0: oh, brings it out, <laughs> yeah. brings yeah.
1: it out it. of him. And it's like, good god. And as I said, we'll get to it. We're going to do the yeah. whole thing. But
2: fuck let's just do it now. Yeah. But I'm just, <laughs> that That's... video.
1: That video has. I checked it. Twenty four hours had one point three million views of that from New Japan World, the video of him getting kicked in the head. The thing about that is 1.3 million, that is on par or ahead of the mercedes monet debut. Yeah, yeah. That is the level of traction we're talking. Yeah. It went viral. Oh,
2: man. Like when he snaps and he starts clubbing him, like he knocks him off the apron, gets him out to the... And he starts clubbing him in the back. And I'm like, I haven't... When was the last time I saw Okada lose his school? You haven't. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm seeing a new version of a Storyline is brewing. Ooh.
0: You know what I loved about it is that's not that's not really what who Kiyamiya is as a character within Noah. It's not who that's who neither of the characters are, Dave. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. <laughs> Which is the amazing thing and that and I mean, let's just fucking get into it. Yeah. But in the this is this is the, the overall theme of the Noah versus New Japan thing is for me that I found the most compelling was Noah. The guys from Noah fucking demanding respect.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah
0: and Okada wasn't looking at Kiyomiya, was not acknowledging him was giving him nothing and this is like a this is a kind of like a continuing theme throughout the night
1: it's been a, that's been a continuing theme for 18 months
0: yeah yeah and Kiyomiya just goes fuck it i'm going in the business for myself and i'm going to take your respect yeah and just Fucking gets stuck into him, starts kicking him and fucking wallops him while he's like, and car has got his back to him.
1: Yeah. So we have a question from the Discord and I'll bring it up now because it's a, a new question in Discord. Thank you for asking it from Alvin Martinez in the Discord that said he called it the Maida Kick 2023 shoot or work. And for new listeners out there, that's a reference to Akira, uh, Akira Maida's sh- uh, shoot kick to Ricky Choshu's head in ninth about late 80s um, during the height of sort of the UWF New Japan, early stage. Maeda was, I mean, Maeda's a complicated character. Trust me, if you're looking for some fun about like a fucking lunatic, just Google Akira Maeda's um, history. It's fucking amazing. Shoot fights with Andre. Just some mm-hmm. great shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched but, a lot of his
2: stuff when I was a baby.
1: Yeah. When, when you're also watching Will Osprey stuff back then yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Of such a similar visual of choshu has got him in um the scorpion he's got an opponent a scorpion a six man and Maya just walks in and just punch him in the face almost mm-hmm. identical to that visual with his back turned and then walks out just the same way <laughs> he just walks out and mm-hmm. choshu still in the move for a bit then starts realizing that his face is fractured he broke his orbital that night uh same as with okada starts to realize, i got a fucking egg on my head start seeing the blood and as soon as he sees red he just says fuck this yeah yeah and goes him and to me that's the thing like obviously the the question here is you know alvin's question shoot or work mm. um and i mean i was having that same discussion as self a new a new viewer somebody who'd never seen wrestling before who's bringing up that question mm. shoot or is this real like what's happening this is, looks mm. this looks messy
0: what's going on yeah, I mean, it's a question that you start asking because it which was... is the beauty of it, right? That's yeah.
1: perfect. Exactly. Perfect pro wrestling is that you question whether the should have worked. Obviously, it's the plan. Yeah, but it's to what extent did Kiyomira just say? Well,
2: you know it came out of the blue like that noise it makes when he kicks him but kicked like, him in the head he just kicked him in the head like it wasn't a there was
1: it's a, he he shoot kicked him in the face Fred. that's the that's the reason he just shoot kicked him in the face
2: the way Okada goes down and like you know it's like oh no Okada's like you know his his shield whatever has been buckled or whatever you want to call it and stuff like that and then just the way he gets up and the intensity like to actually see the intensity oh and by the way Hello, Alvin. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, but it's the intensity that, like, that he brought. Then he just goes straight to him and just just goes at him. And and just Udly, the way that yeah. the, the the um. I'm trying to think of the words right now because I've been thinking about this match a lot, and I'm very very excited to talk about it. And uh, the chaos, the oh, as a word. Yeah. Um, but the, the the chaos of him just losing it and just pummeling and beating him, and then like you know the ref beating him, all though. control. But the, mm. the the refs lost all control. The commentators—you could hear the Japanese commentators through the English. Kevin Kelly
0: going, "Ref, what are you doing?" Like how that felt real. Like what are you doing? Chad, stop the match.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like what are you doing? Like and then Mark Bay stepping in to like break it up. If you, if for people out there, if you Google the the said the Maeda Choshu incident, it's it's mm-hmm. just eerily similar. Like it's and I just feel like it was a brilliant idea about one guy who feels. Who's been slighted? He, he has. Kiermaier has been calling out. Everyone knows that Kiermaier wants to be um Okada. That's like he made that he on the front of um Weekly Pro Wrestling like eighteen months ago, saying that was his dream match. All he wants is one match, one on one with this guy. And he just says, "It'll be an honor for me to bet to wrestle you know, you know the great Kazuchika Okada." You know, please let me. And then he a year ago, let's go back one year ago yeah. for when they did the crossover show. They. Kiyomiya gets pinned by Akata. He takes a Rainmaker. Akata. He leaves crying. The same idea that 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 story of the crying man as he leaves with the ace standing there. Yeah. And Akata mentioning, I don't watch. I don't watch Noah. I don't care about Noah. Who gives a shit about this guy? I did. He's mm. like, I, have you seen any Noah? Yes, I watched Shinsuke's match. Like, yeah. It's like, oh my god, this dismissive because he's like, I watch. You know, why would I watch anything but the elite pro wrestling? Why would? Why would I? If I'm an Olympic athlete, I don't want to watch the amateurs. Like, yeah.
0: My God, you arrogant prick! That's the Okada that we know. And that was also the the theme of New Japan overall was yeah, like, yeah, this idea of like we are above you. We don't. We're not really taking you that seriously. And then the Noll guys being like, we are here as a team, and we are together, and we are coming all together to fucking are take
2: you? some respect. Yep,
0: and prove that we belong as well. Yeah.
2: Oh, on that note, uh, from what you just said there, Dave, for me personally, this was, for me, an invasion angle done properly. As someone who who watched the WCW, WWE, uh you know, invasion angle, when I watched it, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. But as years went on, I'm like, ah, oh, that guy wasn't there. That guy wasn't there. That guy wasn't there. This is... Me, the, me so leaving watching
1: a... wrestling wasn't a hint, Red. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a hint that...
2: I, um, no, but I mean, like, that's that's how I felt. I was I was seeing these new guys and when, you know, for the first time and, like, you know, we'll go on to the matches later on. But, yeah, when that young guy kicked Okada and got Okada's attention, I mean, I, I was just like, holy crap. But then, but then for Okada to come out and tweet saying, I'm not doing this match. He didn't just
1: tweet it. He said it. He went to a presser and said, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's continuing, which means that people are waiting for Kiyomi to turn up to go after him again. And that's yeah. that's how you build interest. I still, the one thing I'm curious about that spot is, do you think, I mean, obviously it's planned, like it's a plan, it's agreed upon spot. We're going to kick, you're going to keep me in the face. But, I mean, it's a very, it's it's a very big, broad spectrum that opens up the door for, you're going to keep me in the face. Because there's no way that you can prepare yourself to be just punted in the face. like.
2: Look, I mean, from from my experience of being around wrestlers my entire life, uh, a lot of them just like, look, this storyline has to start. You have to really bring that kick to my face.
0: Because
2: yeah, there was a there was an element
0: of Okada being pissed off that was yeah, surreal. yeah, no, that's that's the point I'm getting at is I, I'm I'm saying the, and I think he may have like really got a few shots in on Key. Uh, a as well because he looked back. like yeah we yeah. could tell because they were ugly as fuck
1: yeah, yeah. He was just swinging for the fences and but the the part that i was like look it's clearly a, the the outcome is the intended outcome yeah so that's what i'm saying about like it was like work or shoot the maeda kick work or shoot because obviously the maeda kick was a shoot he just fucking kicked him in the head true shoot now is it it's a worked shoot in the sense that it's to, to sell the shoot nature of it they have to kick someone in the face and I think it's like it's like saying it's like watching the ending of scream or something it's like we both agree you're going to stab us but it's like good it's like I'm dying here man like yeah, good yeah. God, you went fucking a bit deep there like it felt like it was excessive and <laughs> it was like you just fucking and the moment where Okada like leans over and he's seeing the blood and he it's, it's the moment he sees the blood Yeah, it's just like he gets up, and what's great is he gets up, you know, just walks over, and then just goes. It wasn't like he got up and chased him. He just walked quite casually, walked over, walked over, and then fucking went. Mm. I like, I like that. I don't know, that I don't know to what to where the level of of
0: agreement was. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I like that. I just and like did it, because did he put, did he push it just that little bit? Did he put a did bit, I, bit of extra sauce? On it? Did he, did he take like, liberty? Did he take yeah, a Yeah, yeah, did liberty? he take a little bit?
1: Yeah. And, and it's like, and if, if it's a case, though, what's great about it, it doesn't matter if he did or he didn't, because regardless, yeah. that's the intent. If he did, it still plays in the storyline. He's supposed yeah. to be the one coming up to do
0: that. And I He's felt to like that. there was that throughout the show, too. I think there was like, a bit oh, yeah, of like, oh, yeah, we got, we're going hard tonight. Boys and we like all right. Everyone worked stiff. Yeah. And nakajima <laughs> was like, hey, if anyone's gonna take it, you're gonna yeah. fucking take it tonight. <laughs> tonight I was like, Keno,
1: yeah. I'm dropping you on your head, bud. And that's yeah. how I that's how I show my stiffness is I'm gonna <laughs> drop you straight down. But there's like this opens up the possibilities for so much stuff that and if it's done like that, that's what I was excited about for a Sandy Red. It's like if it's done like that, it changes the way we see stuff. Like I know Osprey has been dying to wrestle Marafuji; that's his dream match. Mm. But it's like if they're going to wrestle, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen under the specter of this combative context. So it's going to be fucking stiff. Every match in this in in this context of existence will be wrestled at that if, from yeah, that little,
0: perspective. Yeah. They've set the precedent now can't you can't go down a notch when these when these two companies come together anymore like it's gotta and even if you think you are all it's going to take is one fella
1: feeling like the other fella has done something a little bit too extra and it's just going to get straight into it it's fucking great it's just great the ego is constantly at battle like i like it when you don't know where the line is you don't know what the level of agreement is you don't know any of that it's dangerous like mm. and to be to have a company at that scale say let's fucking what's up danger <laughs> like it's like yeah, yeah. like okay well let's fucking go and i i said if i can't have, here's his thing i can was willing to take that so yeah. it sets the precedent for every person in that locker room yeah i'm willing to get my head
0: kicked in as part of this thing uh, i'm curious i'm curious if um New Japan kind of went and had words to Nakajima and just went, look, this has happened with Okada and Kimia. Go hard, (laughs) please. Just he's got to wrestle Okada for that title soon, you know. Please don't knock <laughs> Jingo out. I we we
1: said that we laughed when we said that about like I reckon when they announced the cars that the officials at New Japan their butts puckered just a little bit when <laughs> they saw, like, oh, you know. because it's risky. This week, like yes, today they're doing the exact same thing in NXT. They're like doing a fake version in behind the scenes of a fight between Bron Breaker and whatever Maddie Warburger's name is, Grace and something. And it just looks hilarious now. It's like it's like they they it's all it's all planned to be released and everything. But it looks like oh, it's like oh, you've got your wish versions coming along now. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's <laughs> like it. oh, here it comes. It just looks so fake because it it's contrived. Mm. This thing. The reason it feels real is because it is real in the sense of the pride and that aspect. But what's great about it is is it's it's story that we don't know whether it was intentional. Uh, you know, it was whether they they were thinking this. But for eighteen, like I said for over a couple of years, Kano's been calling out fucking Nido forever. He's yeah. been talking about this ship, and Kiyomiya has been the Okada thing has been a running story for him, and. The NOAA stuff versus New Japan is a thing that is being talked about, and everyone thought it was just a bunch of people spouting shit because they couldn't, you know. It was just like you're talking a big game, but you're never going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah. And they said, "Now let's write the story. We've got the we've got the true history. Let's write the story now." And that's the difference. The difference between those angles, the WCWWF stuff, is like by the time they got to that invasion angle, that was a, it wasn't an invasion. It was a, mm. it was contrived. But could you imagine if they actually did, they actually said, let's get together and do something? Like, mm. that's what we're talking about here is the opportunity to, like, Noah's nowhere near the level, but they're going to get a lot out of this. And,
0: and Noah's only going to get a, better as a result of it, working with New Japan guys and doing this story, you know, going to help them massively.
1: The idea of the show, last year it was Noah X New Japan. This year it was Noah versus New Japan. Hmm. Key distinction, um, and I think what it had shown was that it re this show and the way it started, and it started from the very beginning. Like the young boys, it was yeah, pretty clear boys, that this was a yeah. very different, um, and the way the show presented reframed a lot of stuff that we'd seen the previous year. It, it like I said in terms of the show last year, the the, the crossover between the two last time, but more importantly. When Congo turned up to challenge LIJ, this is what I really like about this. And I'm starting to feel like I like whoever's booking this is, I like what they're thinking because they're leaning really heavily into the realism component. When they did that angle, they did it in the backstage with no, no cameras, Mm -hmm. no plan. There was no plan because that's how you would do it. They turned up in front of the press. Yeah. Make their statement in front of the press. They didn't turn up in front of the cameras because how the fuck they're going to get out there. Like that's not going to happen. They turned up with the press they've got in the back and they went in and challenged them and then you go, okay. So they started this thing about this idea of this is a real challenge. And then through the press, Kenos whole thing about talking about the importance of how important WCW versus WWE was in the nineties about how good it was for the industry, about how it was great for both companies that they could have work for the boys and that sort of stuff. He was talking about that in the press. He did it at the press conference saying, but his goal was to get Noah to be respected. Mm. And as you said, that is the story they're telling and what I like about it. And so people say, well, why, what's the benefit of this? What's like, why would you do a show? And why would you build stuff around this? What's in what's what's in it for New Japan? What's in it for them? Well, post pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, they want to freshen up their story, their main event scene. They want to freshen up their scene. They've had to run matches that they probably wanted to save. They probably had yeah. they had to run them. They've had to do stuff in with no crowds. They've had to hold stuff and they've had to repeat a lot of stuff. So it's led to a real stale feel amongst the top end of the roster. They need to be able to tell stories with new guys without necessarily placing huge investment in that space, you know, to to recruit. They've probably spent money from their Western expansion, you know, Mercedes Monet's doesn't come cheap. But in terms of their domestic audience, how do they freshen that up? For Noah, what's in it for Noah? Obviously, exposure is a big exposure's thing. Exposure is big. But the thing is, is Mudo's retiring mm. and it's the elephant in the room for Noah. But they have had a resurgence uh, in terms of engagement, in terms of crowd attendance. And it's Keiji Mudo. He's a massive yeah. draw. And he is. He's the like, he's, I think, he finished top five in the most popular wrestlers in a Japanese poll still. And so people go to watch him. And the trouble is is that him and Fujita, who was there at the time, and Fanaki, all the old guys, for the last two years, I was watching Noah and I would say that there's so many good guys, but the booking at the top end sucks because they all, it's olds on top. And that's yeah. what they do. And that's what Keto's been saying as well. Yeah. yeah. It's because true. Yeah. And it's hurt, but it's hurt guys like Kiyomi. Mean, it's hurt Nakajima is the jobber to the stars. It's like his uh, moniker at this point, you know, like. They get to a level, but they're never seen as as the stars because they're they're losing to the old legends. And that's how it's been booked. Now, Noah, the last six to eight months has been trying to move away from that to elevate these guys, but it's they still know that once Mudo goes, it's going to be lean pickings. They're going to have to be able to establish guys quickly. Stars, yeah. So how do we do that? And it's like, well, we need help. New Japan say, Well, we need help. Let's work together. And it could create like I said, like we could have a UWFI and New Japan thing happening here that for people that talk about that, the, the thing that started that everyone knows that, you know, Bischoff stole to create the NWO. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, which was incredibly important for the resurgence. And let's even go back, like the a Kick stuff that he did, that led to him having a career resurgence for the UW. Like that led to his great run because people, it was holy shit. Like yeah, that sort of stuff where... Because it was real. It was a resentment he had towards Ricky Choshu for taking his spot at New Japan. And he felt like he had resentment and he decided to boot his face off. Mm. And you can make money with that. But, you know, you don't have to even don't have to fucking wrestle. You just have to have that idea being planted in people's heads that these these two companies fucking hate each other. And the reason they hate each other is one is dismissive of the other and and one feels like it's being you know fucking disrespected and for new japan it's a perfect situation because they're in the power position so ultimately they're going to be booking the ship so the story they want to tell is going to be the story that they're going to do and so what's really telling is they're starting with them being the ones debased they're starting with them being the ones that are looking as though the noah guys brought the fight to them and they weren't adequately prepared for that that to me is incredibly telling because it's like that's how new japan booked their Long term stories with individual wrestlers, yeah. So if uh, is that where we're headed? That was my. Well, was like, company, is that where we're headed as yeah. a company, like or as factions? Even, yeah. Well, factions are gonna have to. Uh, There's gonna be some factions who have to really shore themselves up because they're gonna need to be prepared for what I said. Noah turning up in a you know full kit, basically here to this here to take over and i mean you can't get away from it like the Muda retirement show is going to be it's like like must see based entirely on significant faction warfare you know like like company warfare yeah um and it's a tone and it's a tenor that new japan just has not used since mm-hmm. their resurgence you know post inoki they have they have not gone with the it's enoki Anoki lives you know like that's the thing like, this is the Anoki thinking around we are the best and we will prove it by beating your best i mean way to heat up a fucking company in five minutes you know like it just yeah mm. it felt as fresh as it's felt in
0: years and it felt different it felt so different and dude like if when they announce G One participants and any one of those guys, oh, those yeah. significant guys from NOAA come and and are in it, or even a couple yeah. of them, that's yeah. going to be fucking huge. And this is this is my big takeaway because I don't know if you've
1: noticed. I, I know it's been it was announced um it was announced on Twitter yesterday that there is going to be a junior festival, super junior, yeah, festival, or junior all star like festival, junior all star festival being produced and booked by Hiromu, which he's been talking about forever. Yeah, and it's going to be a Korokin show where they're going to have all of these promotions, and literally, it's literally every promotion in Japan. Basically, we're talking like every indie, everything they're all coming wow. together for this massive, really, talking, yeah, 25 or 30 promotions.
2: Yeah, so um, we, 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 we get the Japanese underflower,
1: but we're talking, I'm saying everyone, so Dragon Gate, like, um, every, big every, Green. yeah, every DDT, uh, Noah, Dragon Gate, all Japan, big Japan. Um, fucking freedom like 666 like these yeah. ridiculous pancreas like I'm gleaked. like everybody's going to be there and it's an all-star event and it's I mean they're doing it in Corican I'm like good god they could have sold out Fucking put it anywhere like I would have done it <laughs>
0: yeah <Garkin.
1: laughs> like really, Goku at least um, Yeah, but it's going to be rocking but what it showed what I was saying was okay it's like New Japan has really planted the flag this year planted it hard that they're going to be open for business with everybody. CMLL is also going to be part of that from representing. Um, oh, really? Coming across that, yeah. But everyone looked at it and said there was no AEW in it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, good God. And it fucking annoyed the shit out of me. And <laughs> I'm like, because it's like, it's not all about AEW. We this don't is my need big... AEW. We yeah. don't need them. Exactly. This, this angle, this show, was exactly what... Japan needed, in a sense, but it also was a declaration that it doesn't that like you don't need it's not it's not just just add whites, you know, like we don't need to just like yeah 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 <laughs> like yeah it's like this is this is a story that is very clear it's it's and it's like as you said like the G one like if anyone's like
0: the casuals be like oh I wonder if any aw guys in give a fuck I don't care Stand, don't if you if they mention Nakajima, holy fucking shit! Exactly
1: right. Yeah. Exactly. So if you said, "Oh, Nakajima and Kierme is going to be in it," <laughs> it's like, okay, I um, to sign the, me up. Yeah. yeah, and but imagine if someone said, "Oh, we're going to put Kierme in, but we wanted to get an AEW representative." Everyone, any like, any major pay worth their fucking salt is going to be fuck <laughs> yeah. them off. Yeah, get me more Noah guys in because that's the overarching narrative you want to see. And I and I, my big takeaway was this is about. New Japan and Japanese pro wrestling post pandemic because in April mm-hmm. it's been announced this that April that the the restrictions are lowering and it's going to be basically be we're going to head back to more open cheering as just the norm yeah um come April and it's like this is about them trying to bounce back and and it's like this yeah. and without
0: the West I think is the best
1: for them and, yeah. yeah and President Obari he's a fucking legend honestly he because this type of thinking is very uncommon where they're basically like we're opening up. We're going to be the big fish and we're going to bring you guys with us because it's going to help us in terms of making our product feel fresh. Yeah, It's going to give you the most exposure you have ever had in like some of these companies are going to be on new Japan world and they're going to get their wrestlers seen. And yes, new Japan is probably going to find three or four guys and steal them.
0: Yeah. That's, it's just, like, that's the nature yeah. of the business, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the fact of the matter is, is it's an opportunity that they don't have to do. And in Japan, they are so far and away ahead. Like granted, Noah has the biggest money, has the most money. has the biggest company that owns the biggest, you know, but in terms of like searches, every, like new Japan is a global company, a truly yeah. international company. No one else is. And they're using this platform to bring the thing with them, to bring the rest of the Japanese pro wrestling scene with them. Cause they recognize how important that's going to be. How awesome is that? And for people that are out there saying AEW needs to do this, they need what people need to start looking at is saying, like AEW did not invent cross-promotional, inter-promotional wrestling. It, they were not the first to have a forbidden door and break it. They were. This is nothing new. This is pro wrestling 101. They do not need to be involved for it to be a compelling storyline cross into you know internationally and, and connect to fans. And to suggest they do, I think, is is. Basically, projecting over what you want New Japan to be. Yeah, it's kind of lazy thinking. Too. It's, it's like, ignorance. It's straight yeah. up ignorance. It's like, well, you know, I would watch it if they all spoke English. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> well, it's not really like the idea of a Japanese pro wrestling product. Product to do that. Um, the idea about it is yes, we all understand how much easier it is to get into it, but it does not take, and it's proven. Pro wrestling is a language all to itself. It does not take much to get people connected. And that clip of Kiyomiya kicking Okada in the head speaks volumes. I don't care what language it's in. People Mm. understand violence. They understand what that means, and they will connect to it. So I'm with you. Let's fucking go. The real Forbidden Door is coming up, and I don't give a shit if AW are not involved because the Forbidden Door is fucking blown open. Nakajima's foot is through it.
2: You know? And not to mention too, it's so cool to see like, you know, after the pandemic and a lot of these companies would have suffered, like everyone suffered, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But it's so cool to Some see. Some of them, them nearly died, right? That's what I mean. Like, we're at this and like, you know, New Japan, all these companies come together. It's just so unseen. It's like, hey, we've all done it tough. I know you guys have done it really tough. I know you guys nearly stopped existing. Let's propel everyone together. It's just not seen nowadays in wrestling. It was years ago in the territory days, but it's just like nowadays to see this kind of thing it's really cool to see that kind of direction of like rather than my company you know is better than yours and we'll never ever reference your company ever whatsoever because we don't want people to see it but to go with this direction of like no we're going to help your company and then through doing that you're going to help our company and in that that's going to really help wrestling that is enokiism 101 right there
1: <laughs> yeah well Maybe the reverse Anokiism because Anoki would be like our company's better than yours, and I'm going to prove it right now. Uh, We're I, have the best. It,
2: I, have, I have my own theory of what Anokiism <laughs> yeah. is. Okay,
0: so I mean that was the spirit of the, the All In show, wasn't it? It was like showcasing yeah, yeah. people, wrestlers from different areas and you know different promotions and that sort of stuff. And that was kind of like when AEW thing was kind of being announced. It's what we had somewhat hoped that that's what it was going to be. It didn't turn out that way, TV deals, contracts, all that sort of stuff. But to be here where we are now and these sorts of things sort of happening on the uh, the right side of the pandemic, mm. um, it's so promising and I'm excited about it. And I'm a bit like, well, kind of, you know, fuck the West. They, yeah. They're they doing it better over there. Right. So, don't infect it with your fucking virus,
1: really. That's that's it. Yeah, that and I. That was my takeaway. It Was like I'm with you. Same you said, Red. Like,
2: yeah. It's funny. It's like you know the Forbidden Door came around. It's like, oh, that's going to be so cool, blah blah. But like this stuff gets announced, and it's like fuck yes, yes. This is the product that we want, and we've been asking for ages. I am fascinated though with AEW guys and all that kind of stuff. You got to think like you know Daniel, uh, maybe a few other guys. They're looking at that going. Fuck, let me at that. Like, I know mm. we just said fuck the West and all that kind of stuff, but there's got to be a couple guys that are just like, oh, just, you know,
1: that's the whole point. Is that yes, they should be because they should be jealous. And I imagine Eddie Kingston
0: is for sure. He'd be all like all over there, like, Yeah, fucking Kiyomiya, me. I wish kick me in the fucking head. Let's, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, can I represent all Japan?
2: <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but like the idea of. um I listened to Rocky Romero on uh, the wrestling perspective podcast on Fight4 and he just did a uh, I listened to it today on my drive and he was saying um about a couple of things he noticed he said I get calls all the time from people saying I really want to work at Wrestle Kingdom I really want to work at G1 can we make that work you know like talking to guys and he said he said um, he goes and he he made a great he made a movie reference he made a movie comparison so I was like Rocky uh, you know maybe listen Show. Are we, we double
0: featuring yeah Feaching with are fucking rocking
1: <laughs> well, what he said aw and wwe are like the big studios you know in yeah. in and that they're you know marvel that sort of stuff and he goes he goes a lot of actors go and they work those things whatever he said but secretly they want to work for the the one with you know the media roles yeah, yeah. The, a,
0: the a24s or something yeah. yeah
1: he used miramax as the reference i like i wouldn't have used that one as a reference yeah, if I was yeah. Gonna pick <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but in any case he went like a exactly a24 or blumhouse something like that yeah a place where there there may not be the bigger budget but their media roles and you've got more opportunity to do things He said everyone he said every wrestler worth their soul no matter where they've come up from they want to work japan and he mm-hmm. said and they want to be able to work japan at the level and the the expectation they have in terms of the grandeur, the patent, all that sort of stuff. They also want to be able to make a living doing it and they get paid really well. New Japan's the only company that can offer that. So he, he said he feels calls all the time. So I would be, I would guarantee you, people are watching that show, the real freaks of the AW roster, saying, God, I wish I was there. Yeah. But the reality is, is like you're not. And that's the that's the choice that you have made. And unfortunately. Yeah. You are stuck in that choice because that's the way that this system has been set up. And it's New Japan has been using the AEW platform to showcase themselves. You know, that's they've done that. And it led to an incredible number for their Wrestle Kingdom. And the seeds were planted that day at Wrestle Kingdom. They were planted there on that day with the Keno stuff, the Congo stuff coming in. And this follow-up of like the Okada stuff, this follow-up has completely transformed. Okada's discussion, the discourse around him, yeah. and yeah. The, the New Japan's realizing. Let's be real. I mean, this Mudo retirement match is going to be the biggest show of the year. They'll probably sell out the dome. Mm. It's going to be huge. New Japan, but the reality of it is is New Japan's really <laughs> Naito wins again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: And Okada may be Kiyomiya. And we may have it may be Okada following by Naito both getting their hands raised in a context just to, to assert their dominance because they're going to want to do that. But that's that idea of what's up for Naito, what's up for these guys. You like the story is building, and it's been building, it's been bubbling for a year, and it's been played out in the press, it's been played out domestically. Mm. So it may not be as overt, but the local fans that are following this stuff, the fans that really want to invest money, because here's the thing: all of these crossover stuff are going to be pay per views, so they're going to be designed around drawing money. They've an intentional like we need to get money, we need to have something that people were willing to pay for.
0: Yeah, yeah. And shoot to the face like it did
1: That will do it. <laughs> Muto the happiest man to see that was keiji Muto who's getting mm. some cut off his fucking retirement match. He's like yeah. good. Maybe a few points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just
0: like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm going to be loaded. because I mean, even even uh, Kevin Kelly and uh, Chris Charlton, they're like, like, well, maybe he'll just keep going. I mean, why, <laughs> why wouldn't you? You know, the retirement tour continues. if You're going to keep making money. We know that's the language he speaks.
1: Yeah, it's great though, isn't it? That even the New Japan commentators are now shooting on Noah. Like that's, yeah. that's become...
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, personally, John Farnham has ruined retirement tours for me. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we get another Tokyo Dome show. Yes, please sign me up for that. I love shows from the Tokyo Dome, man. It is fun. On that note, I
0: actually really liked that Yokohama uh, stadium. That was really cool. Yep, and that's where that's going to be the site of the Stardom Super Crossover
1: show they're going to do in April. The big one where Stardom's doing the exact same thing, bringing all of the women's promotions from around Japan together to do a super show, which everyone's saying is going to be headlined by Mercedes.
2: It's like some uh, it's like some sort of like weird mafia family thing going on right now, where it's like they've all come together. You know, it's like you know, it's like I want to make a deal with all of you. You know, we're going to be very rich. You know? yeah.
1: Uh, I wouldn't be, I would be the mafia like when talking about black Jap- black no, Japanese yeah. pro wrestling. Right? I'd Avoid that. I'd avoid that, especially with Noah. I just avoid yeah. any discussion around the Yakuza potentially.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not great. We right. want to
1: scrap that from the uh, the Noah discourse. Read the Noah history, it. people. Like when I watched the show and I left the show, I'm like, this is sort of, that's what we say. It's transformed how people are thinking about where New Japan's going, what their intent is, what they're trying to do. And mm. it's like, that's a, 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 like a masterstroke because there'll still be the, in, like New Japan is still going to be telling its internal stories, but it's going to be framed in the context of this bigger macro narrative that's happening in the background of, the looming shadow of when will what's what's the next step where are we going to go with yeah, this yeah, as yeah. you said like it's does it lead its way to like we said like does it lead its way to the Tokyo Dome in a year's time with stuff does it does where is this going what is the intent and
0: yeah do we get more surprise sort of run-ins or, yeah, or you mm-hmm. know challenges or especially there... if, you know if, if I said like this super show
1: is pitting like champions versus champions like hiromu's wrestling the noah jr champ like yeah like that's politically flippy maguba that oh you're not wrong flips all over the joint yeah Yeah. but like you know i'm saying like the political nature of that is like how have we gotten to this point where this is not Mm. like this is not a situation where um like this is not forbidden door no, this is, this is well, not a situation where it's a we have to play nice and we're going to put multi man's going to do this sort of stuff. We, this is man versus man. We have to be working and, together,
0: and, you know. Like, Noah's not going to lose every match either.
1: They haven't, yeah. they yeah. didn't. No, nah. they, they lost by one match on the night, yeah. So, like, wet, like, that's that's a and they got some you know significant. Wins, and here's the thing: what I loved about it, they got. This is where I was like, "This is where we know something's happening." They're working together clearly. They got wins in context that help propel storylines for New Japan that are, are, are separate from Noah, but help the New Japan storyline as well. It's like, and we should have known something was up when they're doing like the Ishi brawls to the back in the pre-show. It's like
0: <laughs> kept kept brawling and kept <laughs> brawling
1: into fighting. The, I'll take the all interview. of you.
0: Yeah. yeah, he was fighting in the interview
2: at
1: the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's like. But, like, doesn't it transform? It gives those guys fresh coats of paint. Ishii's yeah. a guy who's at a point in his career where he's wrestled everyone. He, we know what he is. But Ishii as the defender of New Japan Pro Wrestling. is like a guy who's going to go out.
0: He's a perfect representative because, you know, like, yeah, he's the guy you want. The, being the no-quit pit bull, just yeah. regardless if it's two-on-one, just yeah. still going. Still going. It's like it just brings new light on the, how great that guy is. Yeah. And then it also shines light on the two um, Noel guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and uh, uh, like um, and he's almost like Noah clone over there. Like, exactly. he's fucking rad.
2: It's cool too, though, because right now we're at a stage where we've got you know some factions are forming, some factions are growing, some factions mm-hmm. are disbanded, and with all these new wrestlers potentially coming into the fray, I mean, you got to think of a guy like Minoru Suzuki. He's watching guys going, Oh shit, he might be really good here. Oh, he might be nice. And then Zach Saber Jr. and TMDK, they're gonna be like, oh shit, that guy's pretty good. Like, so like, you know, there's all these
1: possible. Where do they where do they fall? I mean, that's yeah. the question. I mean, the classic version of the invasion angle, right, is where does a guy like Zach Sabre Jr. fall? Mm. Because Noah Dojo boy. Yeah. You know, where TMDK, <clears throat> Noah boys, but-
2: all of them. Yeah. But that's 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 just how I feel right now. I, I feel like I'm getting the truest version of an invasion angle. It's
0: because it is, and, and you know what the beauty of it is, Red, is that the the it's it's so far it's been booked perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and booked in an interesting and compelling way, not in a way that just completely shits on one side and not the other. And
1: Mike Sempervivi of uh figure four online of like Wrestling Observer Radio, he had mentioned a thing, and Sem's always good. He's plugged in, into Japanese pro wrestling. He'd mentioned a thing about um and, and Alvarez and him were having a discussion. And he was saying Alvarez was saying like New Japan doesn't shoot. Like, cause everyone's saying this angle was massive. And it was. Like it took over wrestling Twitter took over the wrestling world. It was the talk of the wrestling world. Was did you see yeah. that what happened? Because nothing new like wrestlers like the shoot, work, shoot, whatever is has always been a compelling yeah. thing. It will always be a compelling thing. Pro wrestling fans love to think that they they're smarter than everyone else and they've got the inside information. That's just it's something that speaks to pro wrestling fandom. Um, and it will go like I said, like the the fucking all out press conference will go viral. No one cares about whatever happened before or after the, the press conference becomes the talking point. But to be able to actually write a compelling shoot, storyline, angle, whatever, and to make it mean something. But what they were mentioning was that New Japan's traditionally tells its story through wins and losses. Like that's And what it means by that is essentially like, oh, you won a tournament, you get the main event at the Dome. You won a tournament, you get this thing. You beat the champion at six main, you get this thing. It's very rare that they do just a out of the blue angle, like a, a true angle, angle, like a heated angle, where it's a personal issue that spills mm. over. We talk about it, it doesn't happen a lot. It's very that's a sort of a thing of a Western sort of trope. Mm. So when you introduce that into a space
0: where it doesn't happen, yeah, it's way far more impactful. Yeah, it
1: feels so aberrant. It feels like it's out of nowhere. It's mm. it hits at a different level because you just don't see it. The fans react differently because they don't see it. But what I find fascinating is for places for a supposed place where we don't see this, how the fuck can they book it so perfectly? How mm. can they do it so that when they, they never do it, but then they just decide to do it and they make it feel realer than any worked like pull apart. Like that we'll see hundreds of pull aparts this year. None mm. of them will feel like that. And it's like, they just, because it exists in a world where it's it's real. Like, it's just, that's the idea. Like, okay, we're going to kick you and kick me in the head. Like, Okada went for a guillotine. Like, that's when you know yeah. shit's getting real. He's got him in the, he's like, because he, he's fucking on top of him. And he's like, I'm just going to fucking try to choke you out. And it's like, this is this is great. This is tremendous. It's like hearkening back to the true guys that were great at that, at that sort of making you feel like it was a real thing the key is obviously don't keep doing it is the key is go back to the go back to the formula establish it there but it's it planted the seed it's the tone is set for this dynamic you know and it's like that like i don't think it's like set enough like there's two world
0: champions wrestling each other one-on-one absolutely like, and and you've set up effectively a blood feud out of a disqualification, like a, a match that no got, contest. It barely started, and no, no contest. contest.
1: Six minutes, the greatest yeah, six yeah. minutes,
0: are no contest. And now it's like the most compelling matchup that New Japan could put together, and everyone wants to see that match. Yeah, and it may overshadow
1: Keiji Muto's retirement night. Like they're gonna have yeah. to follow that. Good luck.
0: And the interest, I mean, the interest now in people going out that don't know and trying to understand a bit more about who Kiyomiya is mm-hmm. and, you know, what his history has been. And, you know, because we, we didn't get to see him wrestle on that show. So if you mm-hmm. didn't watch the um, the show, then you've got no real idea of what that guy is other than the fact that he maybe he sort of looks a little bit like um, Okada and he's got that sort of flair about him and that he's the champ. But that that kid is he is a legit fucking phenom. Like mm-hmm. he is an incredible talent. And to have him go against Okada and to have that match put together, I can't wait for it to mm. happen because people will get to, to get to see him. And you know, Okada's gonna he'll work at a different level. It'll be stiff mm. as fuck.
2: Yeah. It'll be
0: because they're both so pissed and angry, it'll be a fucking amazing match. But doesn't it? But here's the thing. He is Okada has spent a year and we said, oh, this story
1: that wasn't compelling, this Anoki story, he's spent a year building himself to be prepared to be the defender of New Japan pro wrestling. He has prepared himself for a year mm. to be Antonio Anoki. And it's like and yep, Black the shorts. most arrogant defender, just like Anoki was. Doesn't that sound like Antonio Anoki? <laughs> and it's like he has prepared himself to it, it it as I said, there is always a plan, and we are playing the long game and sometimes you think oh they sacrificed they sacrificed the dome main event it felt flat it's like oh don't worry because he's going to be semi-maining a dome in two months and it's going to feel like the biggest show on the planet uh, mm. don't worry they had a plan the anticipation that people have to see what that version of Akata looks like what Kiyomiya looks like and, and as I said I keep framing it because it's like I had to slap myself in the head and be like of course you idiot like when you were watching that New Year's card, you sent me a message about this thing. And what? How do
0: I describe Kia He wants to be Okada. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. And that was as he was walking out. That's exactly what Chris, uh, Kevin Kelly said. He was like, he wants to be Okada. Yeah. So when yeah. we that, that's been his running narrative
1: for 18 months, it's like he just wants to be that guy. He's only like 23 or 24. Like, what's crazy is we're having a generational battle between yeah. a in his prime Okada and an yeah. up and coming phenom. And it's like, this is so, this never happens where the the ace of one company and the future, like, ace of the other company are going to battle it out to see who's the rightful representative of the future of of Japanese pro wrestling. Japanese pro
0: wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and
1: it's, you you don't get that. Like, you, you know,
0: also, it's, it, it's the, it's the fucking sparkling of a, a new legacy story because, I'm sure Okada is going to win this match that's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. But Kiyomiya, he will come back. He will come back for his revenge mm-hmm. sometime down the line, whether it's a couple of years or whatever.
1: If it, you're booking it, you book it. This is where my brain went. It's like, all right, you book the match. Okada wins a tough match because you have to win because he's the they want to assert that. But how do you get Okada? He's got to lose sometime. If he's a champ, he will still be the champ. How do you do it? G1. It's mm. the only way they ever do it during. Like they do it through the Omega few. Like you got to lose somewhere. How do you do it? Lose a match in the G1. You've got the instant out of the thirty-minute time limit. The whole thing. You do the yeah. same thing, and it leads to your rubber match. And because imagine, yeah, yeah. and imagine
0: that announcement. Like Kia Mia gets announced last. Same block. He's in the same block as Okada. Like, yeah, oh, fuck, and it's on. Like, it's like, and it's on like the final night of the G1. Why, yeah. You
1: know, people go, oh, oh, yeah. Like, he's got a. I got a win over you. It's one one. Either it's a a main event of the dome and they can call it back there, or it's a situation where Okada may go through and like he did this year where he only lost to Jonah and had to defend it, but he (laughs) didn't defend it. And as said, you're a coward, you're whatever. That whole story has been setting up Okada to be seen as this entitled prick that won't, that gets everything he wants because New Japan look after him. But now he's swimming in waters that aren't controlled by New Japan. And that's that's the situation he finds himself in now, where he's going outside of his of his the big the big uh, the big fish in the small pond. He's now going out
0: into an ocean of pro yeah, wrestling because Noah's pushing, and New Japan has to push back at some point. So to say, oh, I'm not taking that match. I'm not taking that match. Well, no, that no guys would. He'll just they won't let him. Hear him out. They won't let him. They won't let him walk
1: away. They'll turn up. That's a, that's and that's the thing, like you you could be watching, and that's what New Japan could do. It could be a random road to show somewhere in the middle of nowhere, yeah, and they yeah, fucking King show Harry up. up Throw his hands. Well, it's great. like it's like Nido turned up at the fucking bought some fucking Congo merch at a, no- a random nowhere show in the middle of whoop whoop. Like, <laughs> that's, like anything can happen.
2: Kia Because of the way that the way that New Japan's sort of going right now with everything going on, it wouldn't be too far out of the spectrum that a loses. Like imagine that. Okada and him have this matchup. That's what I mean. Like, but imagine if Okada loses. You, you know what I mean? Like that young man is propelled straight up there. Like we've seen it before. But it's, you know, I mean, like I said, we don't know.
1: The, the politics of this are insane because you have to find a way to do it safely because they, they want to make money. Can Yeah, make the story continue. And here's the thing. If New Japan are involved, it's going to ultimately culminate in a New Japan ring at a big thing where they can make the money. Mm. That's the reality yep. of the situation because they wouldn't do it for any other reason. It has to lead to them making money. You get exposure dollars. we get real dollars. Yeah. that's how it's going to go. And so um i I have liked the way they've thought about this because it feels like there are two distinct things happening. We have some we have some stories over here for our Western interest, and we have our domestic stories. But I think the domestic I think what they may underestimate is that domestic story is going to resonate. I mm. really feel like it for New Japan fans across the world this is the mm. type of meaty juicy story we've been looking for that is got so many tentacles out into different spaces and doesn't seem divorced from the coherent stories being told as a collective over the last 18 months you know mm. the the yeah. the isolation of New Japan is is no longer which we've been noting it for a year about how they've approached this differently and they've been opening the doors up and letting Kojima go and work in uh noah and letting um nagata go work all japan like new japan's been sending its dads out to these In places for, as well yeah Enter doing a bunch of noah shows but like yeah. they let like here's the thing like where does kojima fall he, he he was the fucking noah champ last year he was the world champ last year is kojima champ. yeah is, yeah is kojima uh, is he a noah he a guy, guy or is he, or is he a yeah. guy where does he fall yeah that's the they're the fun things that come out of this where it's like and you saw bullet club trying to recruit marafuji it's yeah yeah
0: like... how <laughs> great I mean, was um elp's post-match interview where he's sort of speaking with like like half japanese broken english sort mm-hmm. of in like yeah oh, i was watching I was watching these guys on in on like daily motion on a friday night <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe people could be watching on these like encouraging fucking party."
1: yeah he's the best <laughs> I mean uh yeah I and um I watched I watched the um the follow-up show the new Japan show they did yesterday uh, the day after or whatever watched it this afternoon and um I'm pretty convinced that elP's taken over bullet club I kind of kind of think that's where it's headed and I'm kind of like if all things considered I'd like to see what he can do you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't know what it would be but i like to see what he could do. And um, and the other thing was TMDK. I'm so in for TMDK. New, They got fucking a new song, a whole new song for them. It's like a, they got a whole look. They have their own design where they have the colors of, they have the nation's flags on their shorts and their names on the other side, all in orange and black. And they're like a team and they're like a, like, and they have, they came with like a punk rock song, like a Zack cool. Sabre Jr. Um, British punk. Oh, I'm and gonna it's like to go and show yeah and Vegeta yeah. comes out first with the sh- with the with the shirt and he's like super like pumped and then during the match he's putting on a chin lock thing and Zach's like yelling at him like say and he comes over and then he tags himself in and then he shows him how to do it and he tags out and Vegeta hops back in and then does it
0: yeah yes yeah. so he had to see the uh, the actual learning of the teaching I think that's cool Rather than just like in the match, oh, he's implementing some Zach stuff. You actually see that interaction. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then
1: um, and then at the back, he's like, and every time he said, every time we come back, we're going to do word of the day. He said, today it's blinder. He said, you played a blinder. And he said, and he turns turns to this and he's explaining to Fujita and he speaks in Japanese. He said, uh, word, it's a blinder. And he turns to this, he turns to uh, Shane and he goes like, what is that in Australia? He goes, cracker. Yeah, had a cracker. And he goes, all right. So he says a British blinder. He said Australian cracker. He's like a blunder cracker. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> and, uh, and then he's like, and then uh, Zach's like um, he goes, uh, Australian English. He goes, Yeah, he's like barely English. He's <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> explaining it to him. It's they're gonna be um they're gonna be incredible to follow. Awesome. Um, and the other takeaway was just four guys is coming out to their own just four guys thing. They're called just four guys, they have their own thing. The fucking, um, Dave, the tag team of of uh, Kenamaru and Doki is called Just Two Guys.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> fucking brilliant.
1: And so they're like just So, uh, guys. so
0: Taichi gets to be just one guy. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm hoping. He's just one guy. <laughs> ah, yes. And, and, but they did say, oh, we're going to change. There's some changes coming. And we're going to change New Japan Pro Wrestling. Some changes coming. So it's like, it's just feels like it just feels so fresh and for the first time in a long time chaos might actually have some vision like chaos now seem to be like the faction that's going to be like the hontai defenders like him and like all the chaos and hontai will probably be the team that are fighting noah you know like working yeah, to fight yeah. noah the, the the shows that are coming up in japan look great they, they yeah. all look great but now they're i said they're existing in a universe that feels a little like there's there's an air of danger floating around, you know, this anticipatory danger, like something's happening in the, in the shadows and we're not exactly sure. It's like, yeah, the, the, the air uh, the sort of whatever stale air has been fucking vacuumed. It's gone. You know, it's, it feels fresh.
2: I I kind of felt like there last year I had like the G1, the tag league, the super juniors, and I had those things to look forward to. Whereas this year it's a clean slate, everything I'm looking forward to. Like, and i'm not trying to shit on what was last year i'm just saying that i'm so reinvigorated by everything right now that it's not just the g1 and the the tournaments that i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to just the regular shows i'm looking forward to press conferences definitely uh a freshen up which is
0: uh much needed and um yeah i've I would concur there,
1: Ed. What's interesting, what I like about it though, is it's it's great to be invested in now, but it's like it's going to reward you for sticking through that year because you're going to get all of the, the connective bits that make sense to see those guys. You know, like I said, that Anoki stuff with with Okada, we we were like, ah, oh, you know, we get it, we understand what it's for, but is it really compelling? Well, it's fucking compelling now. You know, yeah, the,
2: and, and that's the thing. Like, it, I do, and it it was some parts of last year were quite difficult for me to engage with. Like, you know, I I didn't really have a tremendous amount of care for some of their biggest storylines and all that kind of stuff. And I think this is just so fresh and brand new that it's just, it's, you know, it's genuinely, it's really cool to be, for me personally, and it seems to be reiterated everywhere, just to be so excited for wrestling again. And not just, not just like watching you know, the American stuff, but to actually the product that we love, the product we do a show about, the product that has brought the tripod back together and all that kind of stuff. Like, and not to mention too, we still have this thing in Wagga Wagga. So, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's that's what I mean though. It's just like, we, it's just so exciting to to see what could manifest this year. And going forward, like, hmm. I just think it's really cool the fact that I genuinely do believe that, you know, New Japan and all these companies just came together and said, look, you know, we've struggled for years. We, have you know, it's just really cool to see companies come together like this and it doesn't, I know there's storylines and that kind of stuff, but the bigger picture here is they're supporting each other and that's just so cool to see within wrestling. It's just, yeah, it's just, I'm excited. Here's the
1: thing. I think people need to, we always talk about Like we talk about storytelling and character for a reason because if you, you'll get a Kiyomiya Okada thing because each character is performing a function. Like the reason this felt real was because we understand who these people are and what they're doing seems so different to what we understand them to be. Like a card has gone ballistic. Like he's lost, he's lost his cool. Like Mm. the, this, that doesn't happen. That's not who he is. That's not the character of the rainmaker. That's not the guy. And Kiemi has started to fucking, I mean, I love when people say, "Is this a shoot?" It's like, well, he's doing fucking drop kicks, so I I don't, I don't think it's a fucking, I don't think it's exactly a shoot. I don't think, I don't know how many break apart, pull apart, street fight you've seen where a guy does a like does a run up and does a fucking drop kick, but the idea of what they were doing um, gave you this sense of like, well, they 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 led with story, which is what I'm saying is really the key. They Mm -hmm. led with story, and it doesn't have to be so. It doesn't have to be some big elaborate. Story. It doesn't have to be some big thing. It just has to be a simple, like a tale as old of time as one guy feels that he's being overlooked and disrespected. And one guy feels like he shouldn't care to invest because this young guy is, who? who is this young guy? Who is this person? <gasps> this person is beneath hmm. me. I am the great Kazuchika Okada and you are some guy. And you, and it's the same thing for the companies. We are the great New Japan Pro Wrestling, the king of sports, the international company, the, one of the biggest companies in the world, the third largest pro wrestling company on the planet. Who is this local indie promotion? Like that's how they perceive it. And Noah's like, well, we are the home of, you know, the the we the arc. are we're, we're carrying the legacy of the greats of all Japan. We're carrying the legacies of the, and we are here to compete. We've got all this money. We've got the best young talent. And we're going to take you on. The fact that they're going to tell that story through the through the lens of the two marquee names of that is the situation that draw that you don't need to do anything more than that. The point, like when when we did the Forbidden Door build, you don't need New Japan kept saying you don't need to like because they're like with TV you didn't have something each week. It's like they proved it. No, just shoot one incredibly hot angle and we'll wait a month. Trust me, people will be fine in a month's time. They will still be salivating because. It's this idea. It has to be, it has to be. Keep hitting it over the head. It's like no, no. Let them build it organically. Because this let is let marinate. Yeah, yeah. Let it simmer, and let it, let that tension just hover over all of our action moving forward. To so that when we finally get to that point, it's like it's a like a sport, like a fight. It's a it's the big mm. fight coming mm. up. Like that's how it works. And whether you're invested or not in the in the storylines of the past, if you've been sticking with us and listening and watching. You get the payoff because now it starts to make sense about what they have been doing and why they have been doing it, you know, and this junior festival thing they're going to be doing is going to lead into the best of super juniors. So you yeah. don't think they're going to be shooting fucking angles in that. Like, as you said, Dave, we, when all in was announced and then all, when then AW was announced after it, when we had a podcast back then, we were, we got on and basically talked about what we envisioned all elite wrestling to be. And, in so many ways, New Japan has become what we envisioned. That exactly that to be is what yeah. New Japan is now taking the role of being. And it's like, good God, never in our wildest dreams did we think because we were like New Japan. So we knew what New Japan was going to do because they at that time under Harold May, they were very isolationist and they weren't going to open the door. Like you just, they just didn't open the doors to anyone. Like that wasn't the way it is. They had their partners, and that's how you did it. But New Japan is a different beast now, and they seem to be the ones that are all in. You know, they're all in on this. And we live in a world now where anything is possible.
2: And and, and I mean, like, it just feels so fresh. I feel like I'm watching Japanese. Well, I just feel like I'm watching this platform of wrestling in fresh eyes again, because I'm seeing so many brand new men and women. You know what I mean? Like when you see someone, like ah, oh, that's a boy, that's a girl. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing so many brand new wrestlers, but I haven't even seen the wrestlers that I know I want to watch.
1: And what's interesting, right, is it also reframes it for people. Like I, I've been... like i've been a subscriber of wrestle universe the past since the pandemic as well i started watching them as well and what i like about it is i get to see guys that you know i have a passing investment in nakajima for instance but what i like about it is i get to see wrestlers that i love in new japan wrestle differently than they would i have how when's the last time you saw shingo wrestle like that where Mm -hmm. he's wrestling from underneath
0: yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That was the big thing for me in that match. It yeah.
1: transforms the way people we work. We saw Shingo with the Simpy. It's like yeah. you could see that shit very often. No. So that's what I like about it. Not only is – so you're getting to see new wrestlers for the first time. I'm getting to see old wrestlers for in a new light for the first time. And that's the way that this thing works. Everybody will get something out of it if it's done right. And so far, uh, it's been done perfectly in my opinion it's incredible storytelling
2: it's tailor-made for all three of us
1: you know what i mean like i know there's which means it's made for every wrestling fan basically
2: that's what i mean that's what i mean because like we we are three very different uh viewers of wrestling we all engage with it in different ways you know what i mean and like this is brought i mean you can you can feel the electricity in this show. You know what I mean? Like, we're all we're all just wanting to talk and, and just, like, rave about what's going on and all that kind of stuff. Like, yep. the, it's so exciting to be in this place
0: right now. That's for sure. Oh, dude. Like, speaking of all in, all in on a few new boys. Got to be happy about mm. that. I mean, Ohara and Hiromu, that was a fucking great match. Ohara, that's like, funny. haven't really seen Hiromu wrestled like that. He's a hard-hitting kind of, like was given Hiromu no space. Mm. It was cool to see, just Hiromu against a a new guy. And, you know, it was somewhat sort of, um, you know, they talked about it in the commentary. The commentary was so good at informing um, about these guys and saying uh, O'Hara has kind of, he's been a bit of a battler, you know, he kind of hasn't been at the level that he wanted to be. And that was part of him joining congo uh and it seems that within that faction it is like it's a prerequisite to join that faction that you've got to you've got to be aggressive you've got to have that aggressive edge to you and and Mm. he has that within his style very fair but um yeah he has he has that sort of hard hitting style and i was like oh fuck like looking at him i was like i don't know about this guy and then as soon as he started wrestling i'm like god i haven't seen Paroma wrestled this style match before and it was just compelling to me to see new wrinkles in guys that we know up against new guys, like the Shingo wrestling from from uh, underneath mm-hmm. against the guy who's just fucking terrifying. Honestly, um, I understand, and this, this is going to be the,
1: I don't want to make it into the discourse, but like when you see a guy like Nakajima, you're like, the guy needs a bigger platform. Like he just he deserves a bigger platform. Like you're like, good yeah. God, man. I understand that you're a cunt. I get it. <laughs> like yeah. and that that has probably hampered your career the entire time. Is that you are just a cantankerous prick. But like you're an incredibly talented one. And like I and I the good thing is like Nakajima has always had a soft spot in my heart because when I first started watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, Nakajima was in the G1. Like I I just when I'm learning New Japan Pro Wrestling, like Nakajima's there. So Mm -hmm. I didn't make necessarily a distinction. I was trying to figure out what the fuck was happening because that was, again, a previous era. Like, New Japan went through a few eras as it was growing to to become sort of the world king of sport position it's got now uh, in the modern context. And he was doing the angle with uh, Shibata. They were doing that work. That was where you know that that shirt that you have read the famous the the blood drip shirt the shibata shirt that's not from the retirement match that's from the nakajima match he did the shoot headbutt with nakajima because nakajima's a fucking lunatic um and that whole story was about shibata defending new japan as a way to sort of blood himself back in to be to get respect from the new japan locker room that he would go and turn his back against all of the noah invaders the noah people no, it was a very different company back then. It was it was on its fucking, it was struggling. And so New Japan was basically sending them bones and sending them, that's when Suzuki-Gun was sent and all that sort of stuff was happening at that time. Um, and again, New Japan won out of that deal because they got Zack Sabre Jr. Back, you know, like, hmm. but the idea of that story being a part of it, Nakajima was there as a young, a younger Nakajima, still like 10 years in the business at that point. But hmm. Nakajima is the most compelling true life kind of character like his story is so like the orphan boy he adopted by the fucking first family of pro wrestling, you know, Kensuke Suzuki and Hokuto and with Kensuke, he's the guy, he was one of my favorite guys in WCW. He was the guy with the fucking, um the weird V cut. He used to wrestle for the he was a US oh, champ yeah, for a yeah. bunch. Yeah. He was a fucking hard ass. And he was the trainer at New Japan Dojo for a bunch of time when young Nakajima was coming up. So Nakajima has got like New Japan in like his DNA is fighting DNA. And Mm. so I was always like, when is he going to come across? And I was like, I was kind of hoping that he was just going to keep getting jobbed out in Noah to the olds and he would eventually get fed up and come across. But I'll take it if he's going to be on this platform a bit more and we need to see him. And when, like, when we speculated, you know, on our Wrestle Kingdom review, and we were like, we basically picked half the car, which is pretty impressive. (laughs) Um, But we were like, if they do Nakajima, because that was the match, like Nakajima Shingo, that's the match. Mm. And it was, again, like i thought the matches were all really good i don't i i, I think most of them left a heap they didn't and yeah a lot
0: lot more that they can do yeah, yeah.
1: um mm-hmm. and it's sort of a, a question here i'll go to a question from miss doom in the discord which is hey guys do you think any of the lij versus congo matches will be run back she said really would love to see shingo versus nakajima again Maybe with some crazy ass King of Pro Wrestling stipulations. Good God, don't add any extra fucking leverage no, you to don't need craziness to do that.
0: No. Um yeah.
1: that could be that could be dangerous for everyone. Um yeah, do not do an MMA fight there. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Shingo will get knocked out. Shingo will be knocked out. Um, but I think what sort of misdoom sort of really hits on there is that I felt watching those five matches that ultimately they were all good, but they were all basically to propel to the future. And you could tell that there was more coming. And I mean, the Kenno and um, Naito match, especially like I was, I was at some point thinking, they're going to draw here. Just keep this thing going. Um, mm. But the, the Nakajima Shingo one was like a showcase for, Shin- uh, for Nakajima. It felt like all of the matches were showcases for the Noah guys where the first sort of 10 minutes they would get all their shit in. And then the new Japan guys would come back late and beat them. And that was kind of how it was going. Mm. Um, and so it was. I think it was the whole point of introducing those guys to the audience.
0: Except for except for my mega boy who gets the win and one of the greatest mist sprays <laughs> through his blonde hair ever, um, Tadasuke. He he's such a weird, quirky, fucking lunatic. I love that guy. I think he's everyone wanted everyone was like when the
1: matches were announced they were like how the fuck did we not get hiromu tadasuke like yeah yeah because they want that's the dream match people want it's like it's gonna come i i've got no doubt that they'll build to it like because let's get those two lunatics together um he he got the win over obushi who who kicked out at 3.001 like (laughs) he he did this he wasn't keen on doing that job um but again, you know, that was how we predicted it too. Those all Japan guys in the in the um
2: in Lij, they're struggling. I mean, mm. I mean, great question, Southern Thirst. Uh, just off the top, it's a brilliant question. Um, it's I genuinely believe that this is the start of something going forward. So we're going to see more of the Lij and Congo guys get you know redone again. We got storylines, we got rivalries. And that's going to be legitimate. Like we're going to see these matches come back again. We're going to have the potential for G ones. We're going to have tournaments. We're going to have stories told there. Uh, this is all what I'm hoping. I'm speculating right now, but no, I think I think it's fair to speculate. Well, no, I just genuinely believe they're going to run these back, uh, and I think they're just going to build and build and build and grow because ultimately that's going to be compelling that's what people want to see
1: yes here's the interesting thing This is what i'd love to see is that it's this all started with a a get together sort of festival of you know pro wrestling a year ago um with uh you know a a faction warfare laj versus congo and i would love to see them get back to it uh the you know six on six or whatever elimination style um match that new japan do you know their elimination style survivor series flash raw rumble fucking oh you know, yeah just go at it for a loj versus Con- you could put that on fucking you could put that on the dome and it would it would do business it'd be like the a true survivor series match where it's like man, you don't need some fucking stupid We're gonna get control over the fucking like who gives a shit like yeah, it's gonna be you get to be commissioner of raw yeah exactly it's, <laughs> yeah, that's what i mean like none of that it's pride and okay. it's public perception and that's how that's played out is like it's who's going to be seen to be the dominant faction, the dominant brand, the dominant company. Mm. And how do we do it in a way that we can, everyone can benefit from that. And I mean, it's going to be like, what's great about it. What I find fascinating about is I have no idea if they're going to nail the landing, but we're it's a fucking high wire act. And I'm going to get to watch a high wire act play out over a period of time that's going to be fucking compelling. Like, mm-hmm. whether they fucking make it to the other side or they fall off, it's going to be compelling, you know?
2: Mm. Well, I mean, like, all good things come to those who wait. And that that is like New Japan's storytelling
0: 101. Yeah, 100% it is. Yeah. Just on that Nakajima-Shingo match, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, that... That's my favourite match this year so far. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that match. I was fucking love, love that match. Yeah, I, it's it's so yours. It's so
1: Dave's thing. Oh,
2: <laughs> that um, the, so Dave's thing. I said it before, but man, Nakajima, like, here we go. The way the dude smiles, like I said it before, like to you guys, and I, I was just jumping the gun, but when I was watching him smile, it is such a a villainous thing, like this, this thing that just won't stop coming. And as he's, he's smiling, and it's like he's getting the piss beaten out of him, and he's also beating the piss out of someone, but he wouldn't stop smiling. And I just found that so creepy. I was just like, yeah. damn, man, Shingo, you gotta run, bro. Like, this dude yeah. is loopy. You're dragging. Yeah, yeah. This he's dude's like some sort of Yeah, yeah that's but what he's, I mean.
1: But here's the thing like, and they, you, 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 you sort of hit the nail on the head, Dave, when you said about the commentary, like, they didn't shy away from the, okada knockout stuff they didn't shy away from talking about the legit this man has broken a man's jaw because he got angry in a match this man has knocked a man out because he was disapp- he was upset that he was booked against a ddt guy that was going to beat him he <laughs> kicked his head off yeah it's not a it's not a oh no oh, he's,
0: a, he's a horrible character,
1: <laughs> yes. yes. and that's just what adds to and that's what's great about it, Red. You say yeah. he's like a villain and he's sinister and he's freaky he and he is. smiles because he fucking is. And yeah. that's what's great about him as a character. Like, I don't know if I want to hang with Nakajima, but put him in my pro wrestling company. Yeah,
0: he brings so much danger. And it's like the first time I've really seen Shingo look ill-prepared for someone, hmm. like look vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Oh, I and mean, he got his ribs kicked to like his oh, back. Man, and man, he just
0: like, kicked the fucking piss out of shinko like he will be a sore man for a while after
1: yeah 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 he turned of the next night walking with his arm connected to his ribs that yeah. was really a great so he just continued right, to just yeah. have the arm next to the ribs because like i am fucked but the like that chop kick battle is like just mm. ridiculous like and but it plays into like everyone talks about oh you know the fighting spirit stuff uh, why do they do that? And they're like, oh, the the idea of the fighter pride and and people that aren't in that sort of combative con- context can't sort of, they don't, they never, like the people that want to criticize Japanese pro wrestling you know, tropes or whatever. But when you see it in the context of they are representing their companies, you know, they're representing their locker rooms, they're representing their belief, their style, their philosophy, of course, your pride is going to be like, give me everything
0: you fucking got. Yeah, yeah. And they all did. They all, like, from... Yep even Bushy was fucking nasty. Like yeah. they all went just that bit harder and yeah. yeah it, was and it was noticeable and Charlton was so
1: good because Charlton kayfabed a rationale for it saying you don't have to worry about the gentlemanly agreement in the locker room. You don't have to worry about retribution in the locker room or retribution from the other faction. You have to worry yeah, about. not all, hanging out, they're they're all hanging out after that. They're not hanging out after this. There's no <laughs> thing. So they can fucking go. So he's able to. Rationalize why this shit looks like a really vicious versus what we look on a weekly show or what we look on the normal tours, because the, the gentlemanly locker room agreement about will compete, but at a level, it's not being adhered to because they don't have to worry about retribute That is fucking genius way to tie that all together, mm. so that you've got an out. Everything's logical. It all makes sense, yeah. and it feels different. And they're not pretending it isn't different. They're leaning into the difference and saying this is what it is now.
2: Can can I future book something that I actually really really want to see? Mm-hmm. I want to see Nakajima versus Kenta. It's yeah. it's happened. It's happened. But I just would like to see it in this platform this year. I would well, like. Kent is,
1: to- Kenta is the most curious mm. of all of the outliers because Kenta is Noah. Mm. He's the Noah guy. Yeah, that's the part.
0: He is the
1: Noah guy. Um.
0: I'm curious if uh if in some way this this rivalry between these two brings Shibata back in any way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. a really
1: point. Boring... Again, another man that, that has walked both paths, you know, and that's the thing of like defending the honor of New Japan Pro Wrestling is like that story is I mean, it's so simple. But what we've said it forever about Akata. You know, you talk about how Akata is not a leader. You know, like he doesn't lead his faction. He doesn't lead his stuff. Like it feels like this whole thing has been like when Shibata left and the whole fuck around and went to you know lost his smile and then went and got it knocked off in his MMA contest and then went to Noah and did all that stuff. That is one of my favorite redemptive arc stories ever. Is him going against first beating up the Noah guys, them going through all the dads, like beating Mm. up Kojima and Nagata and struggling with Nagata, getting that never belt, working his way all the way up from the ground up to, to earn his respect, to get into the cup, to get all his way through the cup, to finally get to Okada, to be the point where the crowd is behind him, to want him to win that title, to represent New Japan Pro Wrestling. That was such a great story and became more poignant when he fucking was willing to die for it. You know, like ultimately nobody is willing. No, nobody laid their life on the line for new Japan more to prove that they belonged and that they wanted to fight for new Japan. He is that guy. The guy Mm. that was in the ring with him is Okada. And it's like, whether if Shibata can't work, if he can't work, because I mean, I know he's worked in I, I think he's worked in AW, but I feel, I feel like new Japan aren't willing to risk him in a Japanese context yeah um they're risk averse i think aw are like oh
0: yeah let him he wants to wrestle let him work i mean it's very yeah. the american approach. work i mean he can work a safe style against a guy like an orange cassidy yeah but you're yeah. not putting him in there with nakajima no so, like <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah like he'll kill
1: him so it might not be a situation where shibata comes back but what like We want to add layers to characters. Like Okada is the man that nearly died, that that nearly killed him. You know, like yeah, could he play a role? He could play a role. Shibata could play the role as the guy to to, again to be fighting for New Japan. That's the potential layers that is opening up now because all the history matters. It's all tied into this idea of these are all guys who have come to New Japan and represent New Japan, and the guys that you feel like are on the edges, the periphery of that. Are they the ones that we want to be focusing on? It's like a Bullet Club, for instance. Where do they fall? Because Bullet Club's whole archetype is anti New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm. you know. And that's where we're saying, like, when you see the Just Four guys and that stuff, where is Taichi going to fall? Where do these guys who are on the periphery fall? And Lij, ironically, the way they're framed is, well, we can't have Lij represent New Japan because you know Naito is going to pretend like that's not his thing. Yeah, or we'll make it a faction warfare. That's a perfect way to to yeah, do this yeah. because they've got an actual issue with the two factions. And it's like those two things exist outside of the companies, despite Naito mm-hmm. being, you know, the most New Japan guy that exists. And that's why, you know, and again, this this show, that newsworthy nature of this show, like you don't even get past the point of Naito's wrestling fucking Muto in the main event, <laughs> yeah, you know, at the Tokyo Dome. And that's, I, I did some reading and a bunch of stuff about it this week and a couple of people on discords and stuff were talking about it. And like Keiji Muto is Naito's favorite wrestler. Like it's yep. not even, it's not even like a little favorite wrestler. It's like people that know Naito at the gym at animal, animal Hamaguchi's gym is people had had anecdotal stories about how, when Naito was a teenager, he was the dorky kid that all he did was talk about Keiji Muto. And like, that's my guy. And he, all he wanted to be, was Mudo. Like that's all he ever wanted to be. The Stardust Genius, the whole thing is to be
0: like Mudo, even mm. to the Stardust, even to the Stardust press. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I Charlton called him the Stardust Genius at the end when they did the face-off thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because that's who that is the guy that wanted to be Mudo. That's the guy that has he has been living in the shadow and chasing that guy. Like here's the thing when Naito talks about it, he doesn't say I want to main event Wrestle Kingdom. He says I want to main event the Tokyo Dome this is the biggest dome main event in like, this is a huge main event. Cause this is a match that in and of itself is like, he's going to retire one of the three biggest Japanese progressors in history. Oh. Your, that's the biggest match you can have. It's going to win all of the, like the, the kayfabe awards in Japan. Like is the most important, mm-hmm. match, yeah, the biggest. Yeah, yeah. it's going to win all of those things. Like it's the biggest match possible. Naito always wins. We say on this show every time Naito fans out there, don't worry. Nito always wins
2: i i'm just hoping that when nighter goes to the corner before he hits the final destino he mouths i'm sorry i love you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
1: but that's the thing about it red here's the thing about it you know like everyone looks at that moment of how emotional of hbk and rick flair and it's like the difference of that is hbk and rick flair didn't have didn't wrestle at a WrestleMania like. 14 years earlier that had this connection to, they didn't have a story that was tied along the entire time. They didn't have explicit connection that was told to the audience throughout the entire time. So the idea of that could be shared and it could be something that those two have. This has been conscious, coherent storytelling across the career arcs of Naito in particular. Yeah. So that he, he will like, I will guarantee he was nearly fucking crying when he was saying, if you look at how emotional he got, when he realizes what is happening, and this is this is going to be this is on, I'm getting called back, and let's go. To him, this is the biggest potential possible spot ever. You know, like this is his main event. This is his crowning achievement. He is going to be the one to retire his hero. I'm positive I'll saw the Tokyo Dome out. And oh yeah, yeah, of course it's good for new Japan because they can at least claim that, you know, they can claim some <laughs> responsibility for that, you know, like, cause, cause it's going to beat their wrestle kingdom event. And it's like, well, that's okay. We'll be fine. Cause we'll just claim Naito through the house. And,
0: <laughs> well, you know,
2: yeah. Just, yeah. 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 I was looking at flights to Japan. It's quite cheap right now. <laughs> it's uh, red. uh One. It isn't.
1: Uh, just Uh just so <laughs> It's the exact opposite. Uh, but that's the reality of the situation is that um, it's the huge story that came out of it. And it's not even the, the lead story that came out of the show. And that's the part that's crazy out of one show. Like New Japan is, is two for two in terms of shows this year. Like Wrestle Kingdom was a great show. Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 was a great show, like mm. for very different reasons.
2: There was two different, two
1: different shows that's the amazing thing. it's official like New Japan is officially back like it's at a level mm, yeah it's back in a way that it's never been in the modern era and there
2: there's never been a better time for people to tune into our podcast well yeah yeah <laughs> I, mean, like, you know, I mean I'm just saying right now yeah you know, after coattails off New Japan. just I'm just saying jump into the show right now and then tell all your friends if you are listening yep. to the show right now in yep. your car share it around I- just tell everyone to listen to us, even if they're not into wrestling. As
1: Red said, you know, like, you know, it's true. Like, okay, it's a great time to be jumping into wrestling, jumping into New Japan Pro Wrestling. But if you're like us, who are constantly like, our whole thing is tracking, is tracking characters and stories. Like, that's our whole thing. we really and we like if if we proved anything last year, proved that you know we were looking at fucking subtle head nods from people who were like, is that something that's happening? Right, <laughs> the, the 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 ballad of Sonata continues. Uh, it does.
0: It does, and look, it might fucking Mudo and Naito. I wish Right. He, uh, Where's Sonata going to fall on that, right? Where, and they talked about Sonata being the oh, he's the individual now. You know all this talk about log log as individuals. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and he lost that man. Yeah, anyway,
1: yeah, which we again. A lot of people before the show I've on Discord, they're saying, oh, is going to run the 500. I said, I think it's going to be Bushi and Sonata are going to lose. And I don't know if it'll win yeah. the main because that tell that's the story they've been telling with these guys. Bushi and Sonata have been losing a bunch. Uh, that's just – Bushi always loses. But, like, Sonata has been the outlier that can't compete at that level, both of them being All-Japan guys. There's uh, rumors around those connections. And those guys have been wrestling in late and stuff together. So there's a, there's a hint that maybe they're – bit outside of that faction so we've been tracking that through head nods and glances and mild fucking you know side eyes Mm. but the reason that that like i said that's just the nature of what we do when we follow this stuff so if you're coming into this thing it's crossover events or these type of stories are really where paying attention to the little things means something because I was watching with, I said, a new fan. Someone who's never seen this thing. And I was explaining how Despy's so cool, like what Despy's intro and how the aura he has. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking building up. I'm like, Despy's my favorite wrestler. I'm yes. so excited to explain. These are all the things that Despy does. And then he just bolts. And the then ring. Despy comes out and just fucking bolts in the ring. Does none of it. Yeah. <laughs> does none of it. Jumps in the thing. But that's, that's cool because for a fan, people go, oh, I didn't get the Despy thing. But why didn't you get it? Because there's a bigger story at play. And that's why we always talk about the importance of understanding character and character motivation, character actions that are informed by what they, how they work and how they interact. Because when they do something aberrant, when they do something different, it speaks to a bigger story but play. Yeah, yeah. So we should have known at match two that this is really going to be something really different because match, you know, like each match was hinting at little aspects. And if you know the characters, you know that they're not acting the way they normally act. So something is up, something is different.
0: Yeah the rivalry is important that yeah. this
1: despi doesn't care about looking like despi he just cares about beating the ever-loving piss out of this guy to prove that he's the guy in this thing you know that just that just the little things To it's important to track so yes i agree red if you're going to follow any podcast that's tracking particularly interactions between factions that may be aberrant not a bad one to start with i'm just putting it out there it just gives me this opportunity like, yeah, there's a lot of wrestling out there, but isn't it great where it's like, okay, I'm a New Japan fan. I like New Japan pro wrestlers. I like the way that they do their stuff. I can follow them now in new contexts in a way that I haven't been able to follow them before. And I can get all of this new fresh story that seems so, you know, so different and it's invigorated sort of a new passion for what's possible. And I don't have to worry about all of the tropes that I don't like, being introduced into it, I don't have to worry about saying, "Oh, well, oh, we're doing a we're doing a crossover show, so we've got to get a couple of guys on TV, and they got to come here and they got to run a five minute angle where they do a thing and they run in and do that." Like, I don't have to worry about any of that shit that I don't like. Mm. All the shit that I don't like, I don't have to worry about that because they're not going to do any of that shit. It's like, as you said, Dave, this show was booked for us. It was like booked for us. Yeah. And what's great about it is that we have three different approaches to what we like about pro wrestling, and it was booked for each one of us. Yeah. We all loved it. Yeah. That's what you call a home run. There's no way to put it. Um, Anyone that doesn't like it. It's like the, what's the thing? If you don't like that, you don't No, It's like, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. If Mm. you don't like that, you don't like Japanese pro wrestling. Yeah. Simple as that. So it's not for you. It's just, it just isn't for you and that's okay. But nothing has fed me up more than people wanting new Japan to be like a certain thing, like a certain type of thing. And They've been able to say that for years because New Japan has been stuck in this pandemic and not been able to sort of express itself the way it would normally want to do it and not be able to do something fresh and innovative, which is what it built its name on and how it's done. The Bullet Club was fresh and innovative when it came about and what they did with it and how they, how they crafted that story. The Shibata stuff was fresh and different, the way they went and built about it. They, the whole ascension of Akada versus all of these stories were so important and they were so fresh for people from different contexts that were seeing it for the first time. And so it's been a, they've been easy to be kicked because it's like, well, AEW is doing this and look at these stories and look at AEW is the best in the world because they do this, this, and this. It's like, okay, they do that style of wrestling, but it doesn't mean transporting it over here will make it successful. Doing these archetypes and doing bringing these tropes over here will not be what leads mm. to the success of New Japan. Mm. New Japan literally went back to 1989, New Japan, a fucking Maeda Choshu, to to hearken to another mid-90s Japan of uwfi versus New Japan to reinvigorate itself it went back to its own history to yeah. tell a story that's purely Japanese based on pride of between two companies that is going to propel them into the new you know to into the West it's going to propel them into the West it's promoting true New Japan Japanese pro-wrestling to the masses that's the way they should be going they should not be pandering to the West they should be giving them an authentic product. And trusting that people out there like us will be able to watch the stuff and hopefully translate that to other people to understand that that's the point. They do that, that's what they need to do. And the fact they did this is the most exciting prospect because it's showing they get what needs to be done and they're going to do it. So I'm fucking all in. Mm. (laughs) Let's fucking go.
0: Let's fucking go.